0: I'm so pleased to be back with you here in the dead of winter. I have a special topic for you today. It's something that you probably know a little bit about, um, but you really should know more. And that is the impact of heavy metals on our health. We're all being exposed to heavy metals on a regular basis. And some of us do a better job than others at eliminating what toxic exposure we do get. But I've brought to the show... Wendy Myers, who is the founder of Myersdetox.com. She is a functional diagnostic nutritionist. She's a bioenergetic practitioner. You know, we love all talk of things energetic here on the Vibe Show. And she's in Los Angeles, California. She wrote a book called Limitless Energy, How to Detox toxic metals that cause fatigue. So she's coming out with a program to help you get rid of your heavy metals so you can get your energy back and your brain function back. Those are two of the big hits to our health that we take when we um, get in the danger zone with heavy metals. So she's really passionate about helping people detox from heavy metals to live a long and disease-free life. Welcome, Wendy Myers. Thanks so much for having me. So what's your background? How'd you get into the health field and how'd you get interested in metals?
1: Well, I found my way like a lot of people into the health field through my own health challenges. And I had reached a point after I had my baby at 37 years old and I was, I just did not feel good. I looked in the mirror, I did not recognize myself. I had uh, gotten up to 225 pounds when I got pregnant and I was um, having trouble losing weight, losing the baby weight and I was having mood issues, uh, I was having anger, bouts of anger, which was completely unlike me. And I was having trouble sleeping, and I was exhausted all the time. And I just felt this is more than just the changes post-pregnancy. And I think a lot of women find themselves in, in the state after having a child. And um, I went to my doctor, and I said, figure out what's wrong with me. And they did all these tests, and they found out I had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman. Which I was not thrilled to hear at 37 years old, and the doctor wanted to put me on hormone replacement therapy, and I just thought that is just not what I had had pictured in the cards for me at 37, and I declined that, and decided to go on you know Doctor Google and figure out how do I restore my hormone function naturally? You know, what, what's the underlying root cause? What causes hormones to be disrupted? And and I kept hitting upon uh, xenoestrogens, chemicals in our environment, chemicals in our beauty care products and underarm deodorant and, um, uh, you know, metals as underlying root causes of hormone disruption. And so I started on a detoxification program and I started feeling so much better. And and I just became so passionate about it that I started myersdetox.com to share with everyone the importance of detoxification of metals and chemicals and adding this to your health regimen, the things that you're doing every day to improve your health.
0: Wow. You know, it seems like almost everyone I interview who has become an expert in the field of wellness started with their own own health tanking. And yes. it's amazing how much you can learn when you're that motivated, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I had my family was really impacted, too. My daughter had severe aluminum toxicity and she actually got an autism diagnosis at one point as a result of that. And then my father died of esophageal cancer, which was from the cadmium toxicity he got from smoking for 40 years. So my, my family and myself have been dramatically impacted by toxins. And I didn't really have serious health issues, but I had a lot of subclinical symptoms that were really bothersome and interfering in my quality of life. How's your daughter doing now? You know, she is doing incredible. Um, I luckily, because I had been studying health for so long prior to her getting that diagnosis, I already knew what to do. I already knew how to detox her. Um, I already, uh, you know, I got her into um, a program for speech therapy and occupational therapy in a school for autistic children. So that early intervention uh, was paramount. And so she's normal today in in every way. So I'm very, very lucky. So no, really
0: regress the The whole autism thing.
1: Yeah, I I really think it was the acute aluminum toxicity that she got from vaccines, which was the big causative factor in her language regression and, and, you know, uh, reduced language acquisition following the vaccinations.
0: Yeah. One of the reasons after much soul searching and much research, I stopped immunizing my children. Um, after the first two shots my second child had didn't immunize my children anymore um, and take other precautions if you're gonna if you're gonna opt out of doing immunizations you need to take a lot of other precautions like feeding them a really healthy diet not putting them in daycare and things like that so but i I felt like since they most of my children were born with an autoimmune disease or an autoimmune problem um, now in remission for all of them that uh, that would severely compromise them at a very young age when they uh, I did not feel that that was the right answer for them. And I feel like the the vaccines that I did do with my first two children set them back yeah. and had mm-hmm. to do a lot of work for, for years with my oldest son to help him with all these injected toxins and heavy metals that I didn't know. I didn't know better. I didn't know that the, that's part of the package. I just thought it was magic medicine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how there's a lot of smart, smart women out there like yourself and myself who thought they did the research on vaccines. I thought I'd done the research and I proceeded to do the vaccinations. I did about 10 with my daughter, but you know, it's not really common knowledge. I think the vaccine companies do a lot of work to keep negative stories, negative research about vaccines out uh, off the internet. They actually pay to have that done. So you can't find it. It's difficult to find it um, on the internet. And unfortunately, this nanonized aluminum Severely impacts immune system functioning and causes, uh, you know, pain syndromes and brain swelling and a lot of different nervous central uh, central nervous system disorders.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the different heavy metals and the sources uh, of exposure because if people know what their sources of exposure are, a lot of them they can control. You know, like I don't think that most people are aware of how high the heavy metals uh, exposure is in in sushi that they eat. So talk yeah. about, talk about some of the different exposures.
1: Yeah. Sushi is definitely a, a big source of toxins. You could definitely have mercury in the large migratory tunas, the ahi tunas that are served. Uh, you can definitely get metals in shellfish is a big source as well. Unfortunately, our seas are very polluted with metals because of coal burning, all the coal burning that's done releases mercury and cadmium into the air. Cadmium causes more cancers than all of the other metals combined, unfortunately. And uh, but, eat, but you can still eat seafood. You know, there's the tuna fish, the skipjack tuna that are served in canned tuna tend to be much lower in mercury and definitely vital choice. They they test their seafood for mercury. And so they serve one that's going to have lower mercury than your typical tuna canned tuna you get at the grocery store because they do testing and they they use certain fish that are lower in mercury than other batches and other places around the world. Um, so I usually recommend vinyl choice as the safest seafood choice. Um, but there's other sources um, in our air and food and water. You know, unfortunately, the air we breathe has a lot of metals and chemicals. Uh, our water, even if you drink, uh, you know, properly filtered water, you can still get exposures in your shower water you get chlorine and fluoride. In Southern California, we have uranium in the water. Arsenic can be a common contaminant. Um, so a lot of different sources out there. But ultimately, you, you really just need to be, you know, avoiding obvious sources of exposures, uh, obvious foods that we know have metals in them. Um, but really more importantly, no matter what you do to control your environment, you're still going to be exposed to metals and chemicals. So you need to be thinking about a a lifelong detoxification strategy, taking supplements or doing infrared saunas or doing different protocols and adding detox to your daily health regimen.
0: I totally agree. And I think that we can only go so far. I am actually willing to not eat sushi. I don't eat sushi. I'll have a California roll, have vegetarian sushi if my friends insist on going to sushi, but that's just a that's a situation that I avoid. If I go to a sushi restaurant, I know that I love it. And so I don't eat it living, you know, away from, you know, downtown or heavily trafficked areas or going for a run on a busy road is, you know, going to decrease your cadmium exposure. So there's things you can do, but I absolutely agree. We can only become so paranoid. And so in steps, Wendy, to tell us mitigation strategies, because we can, none of us completely avoid the exposure. So Let's um, talk about the Heavy Metal Summit. I was interested in telling my readers about this because I was a speaker on it because I have studied what people are doing to chelate you know, or remove, send something in to attach to the heavy metal and safely remove it through the organs of elimination. I've studied that all over the world at all these different clinics. Um, I've done heavy metal chelations myself in Switzerland. When I take people there, I hope some some of our listeners have probably been to Switzerland with me or going in 2018, summer of 2018. But tell us about the tell us, tell us about the heavy metal summit that you have coming up.
1: Yes, I'm so excited about this metal summit because I found 40 of my friends, 40 40 different speakers that are the world's experts in metal toxicity to help educate people, one, about the importance of detoxification, but also how to do it. What are the, the best supplements to take, the best protocols that they can use, the most cutting edge strategies to detox their bodies of metals and how these metals and chemicals affect our body in different ways so that people can kind of associate the symptoms or their diagnoses that they get at their doctor with potentially having a metal or chemical as an underlying root cause of that health issue or symptom. And I'm really excited about one day that we have on the summit, it's gonna be all about bioenergetics and how to bioenergetically detox your body I think it's really, really cutting edge. Energy medicine is the future of medicine. And I'm excited to share with people how to detox your body bioenergetically.
0: Yeah. So it is between January 29th and February 6th. So catch it live for free. You can sign up for Wendy's Heavy Metals Summit at slash heavy metal. Okay. Just like the. The rock bands, right? Greensmoothiegirl.com yeah. <laughs> slash heavy metal. So let's talk a little bit more about the impact on our health. What what metals do you find? You've probably seen a lot of oligo scan, a lot of urine challenges. What metals does almost everybody in the U.S. have in their body?
1: Everyone has mercury. God. So... We get it from our mercury amalgam fillings, we get it from, uh, from fish primarily. There's a lot of other sources, medications can have mercury in them and old, you know, contact lens solutions have mercury. And um, so when you get a flu shot, unfortunately, hopefully you're not doing that. But when you do, you tend to get a little dose of mercury there. Um, There's so a lot of different sources, so that's the most common aluminum is the next one everyone has aluminum it's in the air that we breathe it's in we've been slathering our underarms with deodorant all of the commercial ones at the grocery store the you know sam's club all the the membership stores all of those have mercury in them Uh, i'm sorry not mercury they have aluminum in them and um uh, also most people have cadmium Cadmium is also in the air from coal burning. It's also in our fish and shellfish, just like mercury is. So that's a very, very common one. Um, Thallium. Thallium is one that that most people haven't heard of before, but it's in all of our petroleum and oil deposits. So it's in gasoline, and then it's emitted from cars and the exhaust. And thallium, we breathe that in. And most people I, I test do have some amount of thallium And you find that on a urine test, you can look at it indirectly on a hair mineral analysis, determine if someone has it. And that's a big factor in chronic fatigue.
0: Interesting. So what metals make people tired? Because you and I both know that that's the big complaint. People don't have enough energy, and so they're using tons of stimulants. They're drinking loads of coffee. um, They're not getting enough sleep. They can't sleep when it's time to sleep, and they can't stay awake when it's time to stay awake. What What are the metals that are involved here that that they might suspect?
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I used to be really really tired, and I had that same phenomena where I was so tired but I couldn't go to sleep. And it's interesting that sleep actually requires energy. It's a very energy intensive process to restore your, you know, your functioning and repair, repair your body, to detox metals when you're sleeping or fighting infections. You need energy to sleep. Um, some people think it's the other way around, um, but there's a lot of different metals that interfere in our production of energy in our body. There are metals that poison enzymes that transport nutrients into our mitochondria And our mitochondria, our little body's powerhouses, the organelles and our cells that make all of our energy, that make our ATP. And if you have certain metals like aluminum or arsenic or tin, found in tin cans, uh, thallium, which I just talked about in gasoline and exhaust, and cesium, which is a big problem because the Fukushima Japanese nuclear disaster is still spewing cesium, at alarming amounts every day into our ocean, still years later. And so these metals interfere in our mitochondria's function and action. So it's one of the many reasons why people are tired today, um, but it's actually very simple to do a mitochondria detox to get rid of these metals that cause fatigue. And I, I talk about that, emphasis in, in my book, Limitless Energy, it's on Amazon.
0: That is great. You now feel a lot better. You got your energy back from all the chelating and cleaning up heavy metals you did.
1: Yeah, I did. I, well, I've been detoxing for quite for about six years. And I always still feel like I have some work to do <laughs> you know, um, that. We definitely have a lot of metals in our body and our bones. Uh, you know, many people have been accumulating metals for decades and chemicals for decades. So it's not an overnight process. And it's, you know, we're exposed to metals and chemicals every day in our environment. So it's kind of an ongoing challenge, but I've, I've definitely got rid of probably about 80% roughly of my metal load.
0: 80%. That's actually really inspiring because heavy
1: metals,
0: (laughs) heavy metals go in easy, don't come out easy. And so if you've been able to decrease your toxic load by 80%, that's really impressive. People think that they can do one, uh, EDTA or STMP chelation and, have that take care of the problem. But my practitioner in Switzerland told me that I would need to do a year of weekly chelations, which is going to, which is really going to take on my, my minerals too. It's also going to pull a lot of minerals out of my body. It's a pretty invasive process doing those, those uh, you know, IV chelations. What, what do you think about IV chelations?
1: Well, there's a time and a place, you know, I think a uh, slow and safe is key and that people have to do a cost benefit analysis is the the condition worse or the treatment worse uh, for for them. And so certainly for some people that have an acute metal toxicity that's life threatening 100% you need to do IV chelation to remove that and bring that metal load down. Um, but for I think for the majority of people, you know, you can do things like binders, you can take natural chelators that will grab onto metals in your body and slowly and safely detox and reduce the chance of, uh, mineral depletion that can be inherent in using the amino acid chelators like, uh, you know, the, the DMPS or DMSA or EDTA. Um, and those can, those can interfere in kidney function. They can be damaging the kidneys if they're not done correctly. Um, so there's definitely more than one way to skin a chicken with detoxification. I think that the IV may be, um, something like last resort is, you know, for the more severe cases for sure.
0: Talk a little about long-term disease risk. What do we know about heavy metals and their impact on our cancer and other disease risks, autoimmune?
1: Yes. So so there are a a lot of different metals in our environment that do cause cancers, uh, that do cause autoimmune disease. Um, You know, uh, nickel is a, and aluminum are big causative factors in autoimmune disease that interfere in immune system functioning, that interfere in our, you know, macrophages and neutrophils and our natural killer T cells. And, you know, and they, you know, cause them to be less effective because all these, you know, the, the fighters in our immune system to be less effective and cause our bodies to attack itself. Like when you have um, Hashimoto's, which is autoimmune uh, thyroid disease, that's typically caused from you actually having an allergy to mercury and then your immune system is trying to attack the mercury and your thyroid is just a victim that's in the way and you have destruction of thyroid tissue. And so that's kind of um, you know, how uh, these metals can cause autoimmune disease. And then we have cancers. Cadmium, I mentioned, causes more cancers than all of the other metals combined. That's why smokers get cancer. Um, they're smoking cigarettes. The the biggest toxin in those is cadmium, and there's four thousand other metals and chemicals. But the biggest problem is cadmium in them. And then we have arsenic. There's uranium. Um, there's mercury. There's lots of different metals that can promote or uh, you know be causative factors in development of cancers. And then uh, high blood pressure—it's caused by hardening of the arteries. Cadmium again is a big causative factor. The body will use uh, cadmium to repair the arteries, and the cadmium is very hard and brittle. And then people's blood pressure goes up because their arteries aren't flexible anymore. To to you know having stressful—you're stressed out and you're having a stress response. Your blood vessels can't expand healthily. They're hard and brittle and they can't expand. So you get high blood pressure. That's why smokers get high blood pressure and heart disease. It's again, it's the cadmium and the cigarettes. Um, So there's lots of different examples. Diabetes, again, is one where if you have arsenic toxicity or iron toxicity, um, that interferes in production of insulin. And so a million different examples that I can give. I have a great article on my site called the Toxic Metals Sources and Symptoms Guide, where you can look at all the different metals and the different symptoms they cause or diseases and all the, the sources of each metal.
0: So how, how much evidence is out there about cancer and, and metals? Do you feel like we have discovered everything we need to about this
1: phenomenon? Definitely not. I mean, I, I, definitely research has been around for many decades about this, but I think there's more and more uh, awareness around the fact that metals and chemicals interfere in our metabolic function and cause cell mutations and interfere in our our genes, cop our, our genes and copying properly, our cells not dividing properly. Um, that's how cadmium causes cancer. It interferes in your genes co- making a, a a good copy an exact copy when you get these mutant cells that then can grow into a tumor if left unchecked by the immune system. And I mean, there's a lot more, more and more research out there about how these carcinogenic metals and chemicals are contributing to cancers.
0: So how do you think, is what's the best way to assess your levels of toxicity? In Switzerland, a couple years ago, they invested in the oligoscan and Uh, non-invasively. They could print out a couple pages that show me the levels of all the minerals in my body, which are the good ones. And then the, all the levels of heavy metals and shows me in the green, yellow, or red zone with each of the heavy metals. And luckily I wasn't in the red zone with any, but I was in the yellow zone with I think three or four. So what's the best way for somebody to go find out how bad it is?
1: I love OligoScan. The only problem is you have to be in person. So you have to work with a practitioner in person. Uh, Everything I do is remote so that I can help people that are in countries or cities where they just couldn't otherwise get alternative health care. And so I like to start with a hair mineral analysis. um, And then from there, I can go on to do a urine DMSA challenge test and or a stool metals test. And everyone can do a hair mineral analysis, um, but it doesn't show all of your metals. So there's no perfect metals test out there that will show you all the toxins that you have in your body. But we can get close enough uh, with a hair mineral analysis or with a urine metals test. Um, We can, you know, see the majority of metals that you have and then design a a protocol uh, that, you know, give you supplements that will detox the metals that you have. Um, But there's a lot of people, they'll go to a medical doctor and they'll get a urine DMSA challenge test. And some people have very bad reactions to those. So not everyone is a candidate to do that kind of test, especially if they're very ill or they have multiple health diagnoses. So I like to start with a hair mineral analysis because everybody can do that, unless they're bald and there's a problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, And is that a good indicator when you've improved? Like if you go do it a year later after doing a lot of
1: chelating? Yeah, absolutely. Because usually a first test won't show a lot of metals for many people because they're not detoxing very good. So maybe if they haven't started a program yet of detox, a lot of people don't have that many metals coming out. And then when they start taking minerals and proper nutrition and substances that draw out metals and on subsequent tests, you'll see many more metals coming out and then metals you haven't previously seen on other tests because their body is starting to detox better. Okay.
0: So what kind of protocols do you think people can do, especially from home? For instance, I, I'm a, a big fan of infrared sauna. I have one in my home. You mentioned that earlier. I Sometimes I'll take chlorella. I'm wondering if you, th- like, you want to explain what the operator is there that makes that effective or not. We're interested in your opinion. And, and also zeolite. I love a micronized ACZ zeolite product.
1: Yes, yeah, I use that one as well. Yeah, the ACZ is a fantastic uh, zeolite. Um, and there, there's lots of amazing supplements out there. Like I said, there's more than one way to skin a chicken. Um, it really just depends on what metals you have. And so, different substances, different supplements get different types of metals. You know, like zeolites are amazing at detoxing, um, you know, barium, cesium. Um, copper toxicity if you have that, manganese, nickel, tin, and uranium. But if your problem is mercury, that's not going to be the best choice for you. Um, so, it, it, you know, chlorella is amazing at getting mercury. Um, so, it, again, it just depends on what toxicities you have that will determine what kind of supplements that you should take turn, uh, take in turn for detoxification.
0: Tell me about your opinion about liver flushing. We have a gallbladder and liver flush at the end of the Green Smoothie Girl 26 day detox. Right now we have, um, Wendy, we have 2,500 people in that detox and a whole bunch of them this past weekend have hit their gallbladder and liver flush. And This is a protocol they do all over the world that I learned about in my research many years ago. And in Switzerland, we all do it together. We go through the whole dietary prep, eating only high fiber, alkaline, oxygenating plant-based foods for a week. And then we do this gallbladder liver flush. And a lot of people see hundreds of gallstones come out. So what do you think about this whole liver flushing protocol?
1: I think it's really important to do liver flushes and it's everyone has compromised liver function to a certain degree. You know, we have so many metals and chemicals in our environment and we have it's estimated between 80 to 100,000 chemicals and our liver has to break all that garbage down. So it's not surprising that many people have compromised liver function or fatty liver and you need to do a lot of supportive things that support your liver and liver flushes are incredibly important. Important.
0: So, coffee enemas. I talk about this constantly because it's a level two practice in the Green Smoothie Girl detox. And so, a lot of people come in thinking that's the weirdest thing they've ever heard, and we say that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to do it. It's le- just start level one. You've never done a detox before. Start level one. But they start paying attention on the on the you know, private Facebook page that we have. We currently have over 2000 people on there going through the program and they start hearing other people's stories and they start getting really encouraged by my staff to, you know, clear a detox headache or some kind of pain or that they're having with a coffee enema and they usually start opening their minds to it. So let's just assume nobody's ever heard of a coffee enema. I know you're a fan of this really time-tested and scientifically well documented procedure, it seems very strange to put coffee in your butt. Yes, it does. (laughs) Tell us about it. Why on earth would you do that?
1: Let me just preface this with saying I love coffee enemas. I think they're just such an amazing way, number one, to support the liver's functioning, to reduce detox symptoms, if you're doing any type of detox program, And to reduce, like you said, pain and headaches and nausea that people might experience day to day or when they're doing a a detox type program. And uh, they're really amazing because, you know, our liver has to deal with, you know, 80 to 100,000 toxins in our environment on any given day. The liver is having to break down all these toxins, and it needs support. And in doing a cough enema, in uh, you know putting the caffeine in your colon, that goes to your liver, and it dilates all your capillaries, and it helps the liver to flush out all of its toxins. It's kind of like a sponge for the liver, and um, it's kind of it shocks the liver into you know excreting its toxins, and then you expel them in the intestines. So you're not really just cleaning the colon. A lot of people think an enema is to, the purpose of that is to clean out the colon. You're really cleaning out and flushing your liver. And so I usually recommend them um, a couple times a week or every other day. And I know a lot of people are squeamish when they hear that. It's just the last thing on the face of the planet they want to be doing. But I assure you, I've had a lot of converts. I've worked with thousands of people. And you just try one and see how you feel when you try one. And many people uh, just, take them straight away and start doing them on a regular basis because you feel like a million dollars after you do one. And it's not just a caffeine. The caffeine can be a little bit stimulating. It's really just because you've uh, purged all the toxins in the liver and allows the liver to get to the next set of toxins. And it just facilitates the whole detox process.
0: Yeah. It's also the flood of glutathione because you're 8xing your glutathione production. And so you do. It's funny because I say those exact words. I say you're going to feel like a million bucks after a coffee enema. There's there's occasionally a person who doesn't. Um, Some people who are really bad caffeine metabolizers who might feel jittery afterwards, but the vast majority of people, it's pain relieving. It clears, it just dilates that, that, bile duct so you can dump bile into the lower part of the colon and eliminate quickly and so instead of just stuff going round and round and round throughout the bloodstream the liver the kidneys you're getting rid of a lot of stuff really easily and quickly with the coffee enemas. don't just go do a top coffee enema today. Do a dedicated detox protocol and make that part of it at the appropriate time. We place it in the last ten days of the Green Smoothie Girl detox because by then you've done the prep work. You've we've focused on your colon. We've gotten your your GI tract cleaned up. We've we we take you through very specific protocols to clean up in the right order your your colon, your liver, your kidneys, your gallbladder and the blood is really the last, you know, place of cleanup. Um we have to get all the other places cleaned up first. And so I I love this conversation about I love talking about anything detoxification. And I'm excited about your heavy metals summit coming up because detoxifying is one of my favorite subjects so again it's January 29th to February 6th of 2018 if you hear this URL and it's past that time you can go check it out you'll just have to buy it but January 29th to February 6th you can go through these talks for free it's greensmoothiegirl.com slash heavy metal and Wendy As a a last question for you, why don't you kind of touch on three to five of the speakers that you feel like covered really great content that you're really excited to bring out to the world in this this online free summit?
1: My favorite speakers on the summit, I I have to say it's the day when we talked about uh, bioenergetics and how to detox the body bioenergetically. I love Robert Marking's talk. Um, He talks about um, how to change your body's vibrational blueprint to detox and how to do that specifically. Um, I also really loved Dr. Dietrich Klinghart's talk. He talks about the biophysics of, of heavy metal detox and uh, really the connection between metals and viruses and, and diseases and um, combining biophysics and biochemistry for metal detox. Um, I loved Harry Massey's talk on how to use uh, what are called infaceuticals to facilitate detox in the body. It's another bioenergetic um, type of protocol to help to detox the body. And it's something that I use on a daily basis to detox my body. Yeah. Harry, Harry,
0: Harry's a good friend of mine and uh, we've had him as a guest on the show too. Um, aren't you a practitioner of his like NES bio- bioenergetics? Isn't that his work?
1: That's his work. Yeah. I am a practitioner. I actually do a podcast with him also about bioenergetics. It's very, very important to get the word out about, you know, EMFs and bioenergetics and and how we can, you know, correct our body's health and energy and function with energy medicine.
0: Very good. Okay. Tell me a couple more.
1: Yeah. I really like Ian Clark's talk. Um, He talks about using different seed oils like milk thistle oil to help to detox the body and the liver, um, Chris Shade, uh, who's you know a god of detox, um, he talks about how to boost liver function during a metal detox, and of course, uh, Dr. Stephanie Siniff, um, she's a you know a pioneer on glyphosate, you know Roundup Ready, uh, that, the chemical Roundup Ready that's used on so many non-organic crops, and uh, the synergistic to- toxicity. Of glyphosate, mercury, and aluminum. Um, just so many amazing talks. You know, Joel Mercola is talking, Ben Lynch. Um, Sayer G is talking about uh, metalloestrogens and metals that act like estrogens in the body. Uh, lots of great speakers.
0: Oh, those are some really good ones. Um, can't wait to hear Stephanie Seneff speak. I have been following her work for a really long time. Really all those people. Some of those are folks that we've had on our show too. So Wendy, We're excited to support your heavy metal summit coming up again, January 29th, February 6th, 2018. You can find it at greensmoothiegirl.com slash heavy metal. But where else can people learn more about you?
1: Yes, you can find me at Myersdetox.com. And I've got hundreds of podcasts there. I've been doing a podcast, the Live to 110 podcast for a long time. And I do the supercharged podcast about bioenergetics and I have lots of free information um, all about how to detox your body slowly and safely
0: I love it well thanks so much for being with us today
1: yeah thanks so much for having me